Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. So 106 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer from the home office. Brendan Escott at the 6.30 Chad Studios. Busy Thursday edition. Dwayne Oilers uh, Senior VP of Communications, Tim Shipton, to tell us a bit about the Hub City uh, bid process, how that all kind of shook down, as well as uh, what's going on currently over at Rogers Place. Tim uh, sh- uh, mentioning the fact that uh, visually things look very different once Sportsnet gets to broadcast the games. Mark Spector joined us as well as we had to flip him and Louie this week, but Truculent Thursdays gets rolling right now. The second hour of Oilers now brought to you by Digitex. They wish you and yours all the best during these uncertain times. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Uh, keep texting us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line at 7804960063. I will tell you, we're going to head off to the River Cree Resort Casino hotline for our regular Thursday contributor at 1 o'clock. For friends of Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction service, electrical prefabrication and solar, we welcome back to the show Brian Burke. Hello, Brian. How you doing? Good, Bob. How are you? Good. Uh, by the way, just got to get this off my chest right from the very beginning. Uh, when does Burke's Law, A Life in Hockey, is that book officially out yet, or is it, a, is it pending an October release? When, 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 when can we go get the book? October 13th, but you can pre-order it online. There you go. I know you respect the uh, inner sanctum uh, that is sport uh you know when you work for organizations uh i've often joked that if i was ever to write a book about my time with the orders it'd be called all stuff i couldn't say <laughs> which is i can say whatever i want provided i could back it up right uh but on that note uh is this the first book you've ever had written in, uh now did you write this did you co-author it how how's this uh how did this come to fruition well, Stephen Brunt had approached me about doing a book the year we won the Cup in Anaheim, and I said, no, it wasn't time. But then I decided when I was in Calgary to start working on one. And uh, so it's uh, – I'm telling some stories. It's uh, – there's uh, – you know, I've worked really hard on it. Stephen Brunt's a really good writer, and he's turned my kind of labored prose into 
a much more interesting read. Um, there's some interesting stories in there. I mean, some of the events that happen on my watch, you know, Steve Moore, Todd Bertuzzi, uh, McSorley Brashear, uh, the Sedine deal, the Pronger deals. Um, so the, the guts of those and some about working at the league office, uh, some about the agent business. Um, I mean, I had 32 years in the business, I think, all told from when I started, not counting the agent side, but when I first got to Vancouver in 87. So assistant GM under Pat, move on to Hartford, then to the league office, then to back to Vancouver as GM, then uh, Anaheim, a year in TV in between, and then Anaheim, then Toronto, and uh and then Calgary, and then working for Sportsnet. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of stories in there, and there's a lot of stuff that happened while I was you know, working for those teams, and uh, I think people will find it interesting. Well, one thing that happened, Brian, when we announced you as a guest on our show, when we were, when you were kind enough to uh, grace us with your presence and commit to doing it, it took six minutes from your first appearance for people to start saying, you know, I don't care that he used to work for Calgary. I'm already loving this guy. Like, you you know, and I think it's because you kind of spoke a language that people in our market could understand. You're direct, you're honest, and so I think people are really going to look forward to uh, a life in hockey, Burke's Law. You mentioned, you know, I've had a lot of conversations with Marty McSorley over the years, and Donald Brashear, I mean, that was a tough situation because Donald, and Donald would probably be the first to admit to this, but at times he frustrated other fighters in the league. Uh, in fact, I talked about this with George LaRock last. George is coming up next on Truculent Thursdays. Um, and, and, and it's it's remarkable how far we've kind of moved away from all that kind of stuff, Brian. I'm gonna, the NHL sent a video out today. They didn't show one hit on the one-minute sort of return-to-play qualifiers round. I forget what they're calling it. It was all great goals and lacrosse goals. They show the uh, the goal by Forsberg and Mike Smith. They show uh, McDavid walking in against Colorado and ripping one home. It's all goals. It's all skill. But there is a, a physical nature to the game. And that's where I want to start about the return-to-play. Do you think it's going to be as physical as the traditional playoffs tend to be in the NHL? Yeah, I do. I, I think teams will probably feel their way a little bit to start. Certainly that would be my instruction to my coach if I were still running a team. I'd say, look, it's the best of five. We, we don't want to be down 2 nothing at the end of the first period of the first game. So let's play safe to start. Let the players get the feel of it. I think the one preseason game is a really good idea. But let's get let's get the feel of the game, keep the score where we want it so we're not chasing the game, and then let the players take over. But the first big hit's going to change. If it is tentative to start, the first big hit will change, will electrify both benches, and it'll get, it'll get going. So, yes, I think it will be. Speaking of the preseason game, if you were the Edmonton Oilers, would you dress Connor McDavid or Leon Dreisettle against Calgary? And conversely, if you were the Flames, would you, you know, dress Goodrow and Monaghan? Yep, absolutely. You'd, you'd have all your best guys going? It's a tune-up. You, 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 to me, it's your one chance to get a, 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 a other than a 45 RPM, you know, game. Like, like we practice is like a 33 RPM record. I'm showing my age here, I know. Yeah. And the games are like 45 RPM. That's your one 45 RPM chance to get reps in. So, yes, in my opinion, I would play them. And you wouldn't worry about, I mean, we had some fantastic games this season between the Oilers and the Flames and some nastiness and all the stuff that, frankly, Brian, I grew up loving back in the day. Like, I love the Oilers' skill of the 1980s. I also love the fact that they had one of the toughest teams in the, in the NHL. They were prepared to protect that skill. The games moved a bit, but... Uh, 
the last time I checked, people didn't mind seeing two guys going out and getting after it on the ice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and obviously, I don't like the, the we've, we've taken much of that out of the game, and I don't mind. Uh, I don't want to. I'm not a dinosaur. I don't want to go back to like when I played in the American League and we had three hour games. And I think we emptied the bench that year in Maine um, at least six times. Come on, inclu- including once in the playoffs against Nova Scotia in the in the conference finals. So, um, yeah, no, we in a playoff game. So uh, I remember one time in New Haven, we tried to go into the crowd, and the glass behind the net was high. Someone poured a beer on our coach Bob McCammon, and we all tried to go over the glass and get at him. And this one police officer had the presence of mind to take his flashlight and just bang on our fingers as we were trying to get up over the glass. Our guys kept dropping down. But uh, I don't want to go back to those days. But I do think we have some some nights where there's not enough passion in it. There's flag football. Uh, the playoffs have never been like that, though. Every year I get frustrated, and then the stretch run, the games really improve, and the playoffs have always been fantastic, and I don't think this will be any different. You know, it's funny you mentioned Maine. Was that, Phil- that was Philadelphia's farm team at that time, was it not? Yes. Yeah, I just because I, I remember that at the start of the seventy-five, seventy-six season, the Canadians and Flyers played back-to-back exhibition games, and the second one was in the Spectrum, and the Canadians called up like their top six guys from their farm team, and then had their toughest six guys at the NHL level, and so they had like the twelve toughest players in their organization. So I'm like, I'm not sure if Lupian was with them at that point, or uh, you know, Greg Fox or Pierre Why. You would have played against those guys. I'm thinking yep. even Hughes and Lumley. I'm not sure if they were quite there yet, but uh, yep. like Shanahan. I, I, played against, I played against Hughes and Lumley, and I played against uh, against yeah. uh, Foxy. Like those, those, those teams were it's just a different world. What do you think about it? It's just, again, a one minute long commercial for the league. There's not one hit. Like that's, it, we're still going to see some hits once in a while, aren't we? Yes. Yes, you yeah. will. We, we all will. Uh, all right, so at this time last week, we kind of knew it was going to be Edmonton and Toronto. Uh, it, it's ultimately come to fruition. Uh, you've been on both sides of the ledger. You've been an agent in the business. You've represented management. Uh, from a CBA perspective, and I asked Brian Lawton this question yesterday, and, of course, Brian was with Octagon for a number of years. From your perspective, uh, were there was there did one side win over the other side in terms of the CBA extension to 2026? No, I think, uh, first off, I think the NHL and the NHLPA deserve an A for establishing labor peace when they're going into a major television negotiation in two years, getting the game back on the ice, the return to play protocol, getting an extension. I don't know how the math works, though. Like, as I've been saying, uh, a lot of people are pointing out the the revenue loss um, in pro sports, and I've been talking about this in real time, right from the start. And and I look at, okay, so the players did not take their last paycheck. That saved the league $140, 150000000 Then they took a 30% wage cut for this season, 10% deferred, cap of 20% on escrow. Well, escrow is going to be 40%. Revenues are going to be down so dramatically. So they're taking a 30% pay cut this year. They should get the 10% of it back uh, down the road. But I don't see people are talking about a flat, flat cap for two years. I think it's going to be a flat cap for five years. Right. Like the rev- the revenue side of this business is not coming back in December when we start playing. They'll start playing without any fans. It's not coming back until we have a vaccine. And uh, so it's to intre- me, there's a big gamble here. Yeah, and it's and even when it does come back, it's you know it's going to succeed where hockey matters the most. 
We saw a bit of that even in the 0405 lockout, Brian, when we came back out of that. I mean, that lockout was fought for organizations like Edmonton, Calgary, and Ottawa, who used to get the Canadian assistance program before that, like three million bucks a year or whatever it was. And since then, since that 0405 lockout, so 0506 on, Edmonton most years has been a top 11 team in revenue generation. I don't know if Gary Bettman thought that was even feasible when he put together that deal in 0405. Yeah, and and it's here's here's the thing. The, people talk about the lockout and how fans came right back. Here's the difference. Number one, there's been vast economic damage done to the economy in the United States and Canada. And the first thing that's crossed off, you sit down with your wife at the kitchen table at night, and one of you just lost your job, and the first thing that they cross off are tickets to pro sporting events and concerts. The second thing is vacations. You go camping in Banff instead of going to Disney World. So we're coming back to two different things. One, an economic landscape that's been gutted. And two, a disease that can kill you. So, okay, am I willing to let my kids go to a game before there's a vaccine? Not a chance. But even if I want to, do I still have my job? And the answer is for a lot of people, no. And, of course, in Canada, we've been insulated more than we have south of the border, but the job loss has been dramatic. I mean, and the teams have had cutbacks at the staff level. So uh, I don't see how these numbers work, uh, but I think it's, I, I think the, the fact they were able to do this professionally and quietly and keep the, get the game back on the ice and keep labor peace is commendable. All right. Are you concerned we'll get to the hub cities? Well, that's the, the the big concern for me is the next 12 days. And, and, and players have to be smart, okay, because there's no bubble right now. You go into training camp, the day ends, and you get in your car. And in the old days, maybe five of the single guys meet and have a beer somewhere. You can't do that. you got to go right home. You can't stop at McDonald's and get a burger on your way home. you got to go right home. And the teams that, are, that understand the gravity of this and preserve the integrity of the health of the room – are going to have a chance because I believe once they get to the bubble, I think we can watch the players carefully there. I think we can control this awful virus in the bubble, but you got to get there first, and that's going to require all those players have to be disciplined and all the staff have to be disciplined to get there, and that's what scares me. I think once we get there, we'll actually be in good shape. Yeah, uh, Brian, i got to tell you, just watching the Oilers the first couple days, I remember we were in Detroit end of October, uh, the others, they, Detroit skated in the morning. We, the Edmonton skated after. Edmonton looked slow compared to Detroit at that time. Well, they've added about four guys since then. Completely different. I mean, Yamamoto was down in the minors. He's a quick little player. They brought in Ennis, quick player. Athanasiu, right? He was on the ice with Detroit. Edmonton brings him in. He can fly. McDavid even looks, frankly, better, you know, which is kind of scary to think about. Um, so I, I, I want to sort of mute. I don't want to sound overconfident on the air, but Edmonton's got a different-looking team right now than they did towards the, the end of October, early November. And I think it, just just a thought from your perspective, I mean, Edmonton had the number one power play, number two PK, the top two scores in the league. Is this a team that can make some noise? Yes. But here's, here's what I'd caution people. I, I, I've been doing research on this now for basically since they announced the pairings. And I look at the big four on each side, the, the bye teams, and I think there's a real good chance that those four teams could go right to the conference finals. And, and okay. that these playing teams would all have a hard time unseating one of them. I look at St. Louis. Are there any weaknesses? None that I can see, and they get Tarasenko back. I look at 
Vegas and the changes they made at the deadline. I think there are four elite teams, Colorado and Dallas, four elite teams in the West, and then teams that are trying to get to that level. But the things you've mentioned there, Dave Tippett's done such a good job. Their special teams are, in fact, special, and they've got two of the best players in the world. So, yeah, they, this is a team that on any given night can beat anybody. But over seven games, I don't think they have the same depth as those big four on each side. I look at Boston. I look at Tampa Bay. I don't see a team that can beat them now. Injuries are going to happen. Goaltending gets messed up, whatever. COVID illness, whatever can minefield a team can hit. But if I had to bet, and I don't bet, I don't gamble, by the way. But if I had to bet, I'd put money on the four by teams in the East and the four in the West. Did you? Now I won't even go down that path. I know a lot of Irish guys that enjoy the occasional wager. Just, just so you know, Brian, I'm I'm not making a generalization. I just have some friends that, you know, I may be one of those guys that you know likes to discuss uh, the merits of uh, three or three and a half points on a on a college football game once in a while. Uh, oh, yeah, I, I, only between way. friends. Only between friends, of course. And by the way, I I, I don't disapprove of gambling at all. I, I I know friends that do it and love it and. That's their thing, but uh, that bug never bit me. And and uh, but I, you know, I'm, I get paid to make analyses like this, and I, I've been looking at it hard. And I'm like, I sure like the chances of these teams that are playing in the buy round. They all look like the, the whatever holes they had were generally filled at the deadline. Like Tampa, you know, they had a great team. They went out and added great depth at the at the deadline. They're bigger. Yep. They're faster. I mean. So uh, I look at the lineups, and I'm like, those four teams could be the four teams standing after they play a couple rounds. All right. Brian, as always, awesome stuff. Thank you for your time on Oilers Now. Thanks, Bob. You bet. For Canadian Power Pack, that's Brian Burke, Alberta's leader in electrical construction and service, electrical prefabrication and solar. We will tell you, Roos Chris Steakhouse, the greatest steak you've ever had, Edmonton owned and operated, open from Wednesday through Sunday from 5 p.m. until close. Head down to 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Brendan, Maggie, and Taylor that the staff at Roos Chris... Tell him as well that Oilers now sent you. When we get back at NHL Today. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply for Elite Promotional Marketing, and we'll get an injury update for James H. Brown, uh, Injury Lawyers. You're listening to Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 124 in Edmonton, Bob Stoffer, Brendan S. Scott with you. Two NHL today for Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandising specialist. Head to ElitePromotionalMarketing.com. Back in the 630 Chad studios, here's Brendan S. Scott. Well, Senators forward Bobby Ryan, Flyers forward Oscar Lindblom, and Stars defenseman Stephen Johns are all finalists for the Bill Masterton Trophy given each year to the player who best exemplifies the qualities of perseverance, sportsmanship, 
craftsmanship and dedication to hockey. Ryan went through the league substance use program to overcome alcoholism. John's returned from a long battle with concussion after effects. 22 months between games played there and 23-year-old Lindblom just beat bone cancer that he was diagnosed with mid-season. Ryan O'Reilly, Austin Matthews, Nathan McKinnon are your Lady Bing finalists. That's for the league's most sportsmanlike player. Canucks property uh, Nikita Trampkin signed a one-year extension with his KHL team today. 25-year-old rear guard was their third rounder back in 2014, has been playing in his home country for the last three seasons after coming over for a 79-game NHL stint back in 2015. Blackhawks signed St. Albert product Ian Mitchell to a three-year entry-level deal. That's worth $925,000 per season. He just finished up his junior season at Denver where he wears the captain's C. He even represented Canada at the Spengler Cup over the holidays. Not eligible for the Blackhawks in the postseason. Neither is uh, Pius Suter, the MVP of the Swiss NLA League. Blackhawks signed him too. That's a one-year entry-level deal for next season. That'll pay him that same $925,000. He led the NLA in goals and with 30 and points with 53 in 50 contests. 24-year-old was also voted best forward, best overall player. And he did play two seasons, Bob, for the Guelph Storm back in the day as well. So this is uh, coming now out of the same league that uh, Gaetan Haas did for the Oilers once upon a time. All right, let's go to the Oilers now. Injury report brought to you by James H. Brown. Injury lawyers, when accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Jim Brown, Trent Brown, want to wish you and yours the best during these challenging times. Of course, Trent played for the Edmonton Express for a number of years. Uh, time will tell in that regard. I guess we'll see. What do we got on the injury front? Any updates from around camps today, Brendan? Well, a couple interesting notes. David Pasternak missed practice again today, which is the third time this week after skating with the main group yesterday. He was again deemed unfit to participate. So was teammate Andre, Andre Kasha. Uh, Tuka Rask started practicing with the group and then left the ice early. Bruce Cassidy doesn't believe that's too serious. In Winnipeg, Laurent Brassois joined the Jets on the ice after missing the the first three team sessions. Michael Backlund, Johnny Goudreau, Dylan Dubé, and Buddy Robinson all absent from Flames uh, morning skates as well this week, Bob. But uh, other than that, nothing on the injury front. All right. Uh, 127 in Edmonton. Cars cost less in Wetaskiwin, but outstanding customer service is a key to successful businesses as well. And Brent Ridgeford in Wetaskiwin is a nine-time President's Diamond Award winner for customer satisfaction. They will provide you with an outstanding service at the time of their purchase, and they'll continue that standard of service after the sale as well. Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang, those guys, uh, well, I think they know a lot about hockey. They know a lot about cars. I'll give them that. And you can reach them out at Brent Ridge Ford. You can lend a hand, uh, and they'll lend a hand for you as well by calling one eight seven seven four seven seven thirty six seventy three, or go online at uh, brentridge.com. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. When we come back at one thirty five, our Oilers Now headliner today, Big George LaRock. You're listening to Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.